0: Brews and Banner Podcast, and Banner Podcast, Brews and Banner Podcast, Banner podcast. what up, what up, what up, welcome to Brews and Banner Podcast, I am your host, Rob G, and with me, as always,
1: is the legendary Brew Crew, what up, fellas? I would read this week. <laughs> <laughs> mama, mama! Nah, <laughs> it doesn't taste like dirt. Uh, my name is Lou Belgium, ladies and gentlemen. I'm uh, no wonder, does the does- 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 have an actual culture? This is
0: the podcast that we talk about beer, but we also talk about a lot of things that's happening in the world. Politics, movies, anything really that comes to our mind while we're here. Sampling in these brews, grab a drink, and pull up a chair. <laughs> ooh, ooh, ooh.
2: we love you, Brews and Venture Podcast. <laughs> activate, 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 activate. Only smoking gas and a nigga call it Elements.
0: Welcome back, Ray Shremer. Because he graduated. <laughs> well, Ray is back. That's all I'm at. Ray Schremer as a group is back. Yeah. That's Ray
1: Shremer as a group. Yeah, yeah there's wow. new songs. Yeah. That new songs is lit
3: too.
0: They are they're back. They took a little time off. I like Ray they, they got back together. Um, That's good. <laughs> what up, what up, what up? Welcome to Bruising Banter Podcast, where the topic is the rocking and the Brew. We'll have it a few. And I'm your host, Rob G. And with me, as always, the Legendary Brew Crew. What's going on, fellow?
3: What up?
1: Hey Come guys, on. how y'all doing out there? This
0: is episode well uh, 202 of Bruising Banter Podcast. Uh, we, <laughs> it just feel funny to say 200. It just it doesn't roll off the tongue. Yeah, it's,
1: it's, I understand that. I understand that. That makes perfect sense. It's a lot of freaking episodes. Uh, yeah, yeah.
0: But um, if this is your first time joining us, uh, welcome. Welcome aboard the train.
1: Welcome, um, welcome aboard the train.
0: Absolutely. Choo-choo. If you've uh, been with us since day Come on one. Come on ride that train. With some day one we appreciate it right. thank you for thank you for being here
1: welcome back yeah thank you welcome. for being here yeah absolutely if you've been here since day one we yeah. appreciate you
0: and if you even if you're going back to the catalog and listening to them from start to finish just to catch up oh man
1: <laughs> if you don't if you're doing that if you're doing that yeah. and listen Text us, DMs one of us. Like you deserve, if you can show proof that you're doing that currently, that's a lot. That's, that's a lot. Well, you said I'm laughing. I just think
0: you said in 19. I'm at 20 to 18. I'm like, oh snap! I don't even remember what I said. Be like, what? I don't even
1: want to go back and listen to that one? People like I said, I said that. I, said that. I didn't mean it.
0: Now, you didn't change a lot, Lou Belgium. You were great. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Um, but well, we do have a great guest with us today. You know, uh, yes, funny thing. This is off topic, but this is I, I read somewhere. I don't even know if it's true. I should have confirmed it, but I've heard this, this is the first time that <laughs> Easter, Passover, well, it only happened three times oh, in a century. Yeah. Easter, Passover, mm-hmm. and Ramadan all happens in the same time period. Um, it only happened three times mm-hmm. in a century. I don't know if that's true. I should have looked it up. Wow. But, but I was like, oh, that's I, know
1: it's, I know. I know it's not, not something that happens all the time. No. I, saw, I was like, oh, that's that's, uh, the same that's
0: interesting. They said, so use this time to reflect you know, it's, it's on pas-
1: and love. Is Passover and, and Easter around the same time all the time? That's uh-huh. not even around. Yeah, uh-huh. We're uh-huh. not a religious podcast, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> Happy y'all Easter just... to y'all, though. Happy Easter, <laughs> Ramadan, Passover, whatever y'all is into. <laughs> like... Um, uh-huh.
0: Uh, but like I said, we're going to get into it because uh, we do have a great guest with us for episode 202. So we're going to bring in the uh, the founder of uh, Hop Culture Magazine, uh, author. he yes. got a new book out. He's going to tell us about it as well. Uh, Kenny G, let me bring him in. <laughs>
4: Not the musician. <laughs> oh, oh.
3: Yeah, you should have played some Kenny G music. <laughs> yeah, right?
4: I should have brought my sax out for you. Yeah. Do you I play did. the sax, Kenny G? No, I can't at all. Oh, It'd be cool, though. Right. <laughs> yeah. uh, I do it. have a bunch of merch, though, from his concerts, and I feel oh. real special when I wear it oh. it's oh. my name. Word. 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 Yeah. That's
1: that's talking hard. to me. Yeah. yeah. That'd be cool. So you are an actual fan of the musician?
4: I've heard it. I don't know if I'm a fan. I like his passion. I mm. appreciate that. Okay. I don't know if I'm not okay. going to like sit there and listen to it unless you know I'm in an elevator. But yeah, I like that. I like that. I like that little one Dude, at the the end elevator. <laughs> I like that. I've been on oh, a, a couple podcasts and and have never had much to contribute, but I know the answer to your question. Do uh, do Passover and Easter fall around the same time? Okay,
3: here? come on, yeah. Uh,
4: come in and drop some Passover knowledge because uh, I'm excited about that. Um, so. The Passover goes on the lunar calendar. Mm. Uh, every 28 days, you get a new month. And Easter uh, goes on the solar calendar. Uh, Three, six, five okay. days, you know, yeah. one day around the time. So uh, that's why they don't align every year. Mm-hmm. But um, I, we got our, our months are what, like, we got... Thirty days, thirty-one days. We got a twenty-eight day. Sometimes a twenty-nine day sneaks in there. Yeah,
1: twenty-nine. But every day once crazy. in a
4: while, they align. I know mm-hmm. nothing. I can't tell you about Ramadan. I don't know why that switches. I don't know what calendar they follow, but. Right, huh. That's, yeah, that's
1: okay. A, that, that well, yeah, solar go. versus the lun- lunar lunar. Yeah. yeah, I didn't know the calendar.
4: So
0: I learned something new yeah. every day. <laughs> I think I heard it before, you but I didn't I think yeah, I heard before, right. but I didn't never put, knew didn't the process. I of, never knew right. it was twenty-eight days in a lunar count like a lunar month. I never
1: Yeah, every yeah. The, the full moon 20 every twenty-eight days. Huh. Well, yeah. It's it's on the back end right now. It's it's going it's technically going away. Well, yeah. Right, if, right. Okay.
0: All right. Um, all right, uh, no, nothing about lunar calendars. <laughs>
1: That's not what we came here really to speak about. Thank, thank you, Kenny. Thank you very much, man. Right. That was, I appreciate yeah, that. But I You're going to gonna contribute question. a lot today because you're the guest. Like you, you better say some stuff. You have to. <laughs> we have enough. a podcast. I don't know if I'm talking that.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Talk about it. Man.
0: Well, before we get into it, we always like to know what everybody is drinking on. So. What are we drinking today? Kenny, are you drinking something?
4: Oh, I'm starting off. I got my regular old glass of H2O because I'm boring. All right. <laughs> I heard that. So oh,
3: right. gotta
0: I Got to hydrate. Nothing's wrong you. with that. I got my water, too. H2O. Oh, wow, I got my water right there. <laughs> Love it.
1: Uh, all right. Anybody got some? All right,
0: Lou, what I mean, you I got? i
3: drinking it? my water all day. So
1: listen, to man, this is crazy. I got this. uh, This is a cider today. It's called by Down East uh, out of New England. It's a limited release. This is called Guava Passion Fruit. Mm. It says uh, it's okay not to know how Guava and Passion Fruit taste. We've done the research uh, for you to take a sip and thank us later. Then I'm supposed to flip this can over, and uh, it says uh, we we know it's upside down. Why? Because the best way is unfiltered cider is to shake it up. So shake this shit up a little bit. So I shook it up before. This is what it looks like in the uh joint uh They really say it?
0: shake this shit up I was gonna ask that. No, man. Uh. Absolutely not. I <laughs> say shake this shit up? I was well, it you, says, made, you, uh, you were reading
1: it you, made right. it. you were
3: reading it like. Well, thank you very much. Thank you very much. They should.
1: They should ask me to read their uh, commercials more often.
3: They should not. Uh, gonna shake, gonna, shake this I'm shit up. Like this point. You sound like a liar. <laughs> shake this shit up. Uh, wait ten
1: seconds and enjoy. It's unfiltered the way it should be. It's really good, man. It tastes. Uh, it tastes more fruitier than I'm. I'm used to like the cidery. I don't know what that oh, yeah, honey mean, taste is cider, with the cider. So like, but me. like this, yeah, this is more fruit forward than mm-hmm. uh a honey forward cider. This is this is delicious. Uh pass me another. Uh shout out to Down. Let me ask
3: uh, yeah. you this. What what, what made what made you go with uh a, a, a cider? Uh today this was in my
1: fridge and mm-hmm. I had gotten uh beer de- uh beer delivery, and this was in one of my beer delivery. Okay. Bags. All right. So Okay, I so chose this one today
0: because
3: the other one I it, did somebody huh? that they knew you like ciders, the person that delivered the beer. They thought mm-hmm. I may, they know I like sweet shit. so okay. So they was like, Get a get a give them a cider, okay, right?
1: Right, yeah, mm-hmm. but cheers, cheers to the person, and uh, cheers to the cider, appreciate you guys. All
0: right,
3: nice, all right, yo, what well, oh I ain't drinking no cider. <laughs> but <laughs> nah, what I got is the African Queen in her seven seas oh, IPA. There's the cheers, African cheers, Queen, cheers. and here's see it says seven seas IPA on there. This is by Liquid Intrusion Brewing right. right. Company right. out of Be More. All right. and so it says it's an L brood with African Queen hops to this and uh, Falconers. Flight Seven C's hops. <laughs>
0: I <laughs> hope it just hops, bro.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to do it. I didn't think it was there was an African queen in there. It's happening? Just, it's just hops. It's brewing. What is <laughs> happening? Hops. does <laughs> <laughs> this is this is That's six percenter. Okay. This is six percenter.
1: Oh, I'm yeah. sorry, guys. I'm sorry, yo. Don't mean to cut you off. This was five.
4: Mm. The okay. was five percent. Oh, yeah. this was the zero.
3: <laughs> no. Thank you. This is contributing, Kenny. There you go, contributing. Right. right. And <laughs> this is what it looks like in the glass, nice and gold uh, mm-hmm. All right. Looks like what's it, that wheat? Is that
1: wheat or corn, guys? That's wheat, right? What the color? The color that's that's wheat, right? Wheat gold. Yeah, I corn guess.
3: gold. I'm more trying to show off my glass than the um, beer. <laughs> hey, I, just, I like that.
1: I like the glass too. Of course I'm partial to the glass. I'm biased to the hat too. God damn it.
3: <laughs> but the it is it's a it's a solid IPA. Right. It's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it,
0: it is um good. I'll, I'll pass
3: me another of these. Yeah. All
1: right. Um I would Grub G. Yes, sir. Are you drinking this, this week? Yeah, yeah. I um what, what what are you drinking on this week then?
0: I'm actually drinking from Crooked Crab Brewing Company out of uh, Ovington, Maryland. I, ha- I have a Bangers and Mash, and it's actually in ESB, actually. <laughs> How about that? All right. Um, it is uh, 5%. It's a 5% ABV. There it is. Okay. Um, shout out to uh, Ryan for uh, hooking us up with this. Uh, I think I, I think I have yours, Lou. I think I gave yeah, you actually, yours. Okay. Yours. Yeah, um, that's what's up.
1: There it is. Bangers Yo, and Mash. Yo, uh, in your biased and unbiased opinion, who makes a better ESB?
3: <laughs> well, we do. We do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. if you, if if
0: you don't know. pick it up, man. <laughs> 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 this ESB right here drops Tuesday at Autumn March and Bruce and
1: It actually it dropped
0: two Saturdays ago. So yeah, go right. and get it.
3: Yeah. So those bottles are available. And me and Rob drank one today. Yeah,
0: we did. Yeah. It was good. You sure
3: I, I, I drunk one yesterday. There it is. It very this, good.
0: This obviously one is not. It's not smoked like ours is uh, smoked uh, as well. Ooh. But this is just um, a straight ESB. So I mean, so it is good. So it's I want to Yo, ask you. That's I want to ask
1: you a question mm-hmm. because we did. Go ahead, pass me another. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean, to interrupt. You don't never want to interrupt the horns. But I, I want to ask you a question because mm-hmm. ours was smoked. When we had it, ta- we tasted it side by side with the unsmoked version, and it felt uh, the smoke version felt like a fuller bodied. Uh, beer to me, mm-hmm. do you think, do you feel that way? Tasting that ESB is, is less bodied because of the non-smoke?
0: No, I think it's just, uh, I think the smoke adds more complexity, I guess, so maybe that's what mm-hmm. you, when you say yeah. fuller body, it is more complexity, obviously, because we had toasted malts, but we also had, the t- I mean, we had smoked malt, but we also had the uh, the toasted spirals yeah. as well, No yeah. spirals, so yeah. I gave it a lot more um, complexity in terms of what it is, but there. They're both good. Shout out to uh, Autumn Marsh. Shout out to Crooked Crab. Yeah. Uh, Shout out to
1: Crooked Crab. Um, right. All that good stuff. Um, all right, but we got. I know yeah. what you, I know what you just said. I know what you just said. If y'all can read in between the lines.
3: <laughs>
1: what ours is better. Smokey as Goddamn.
0: all right. I'm always going to be partial to uh, ours, obviously. Uh, as you, as you right, should. So should. somebody come right. up
1: and make it better. Right, and look, they can't right, yeah, right. they can't but unless we, uh, they made it with us,
0: us. <laughs> uh, that's uh, yeah, but we do have uh Kenny on here, and he has a bio yeah. he has a bio that's a a, a mouthful uh so mm-hmm. we, want, we want him to give a, uh, give everybody a like so who doesn't know who Kenny is. Because I know a lot of people who are watching this or listening to it, I'm like, yeah, Yo, you already know who Kenny is, so but for those who do not know you, Kenny. Uh, once again, we want to welcome you to the program. So can you introduce who you are and which you want? So I'm going to give you another hand shot to welcome you to the program. Welcome, 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 welcome. Hand, hand I know shot. I said hand what? shot.
4: Here's Hovind. Here's Hovind. I just take it away. <laughs> 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 God, Please that. don't get this man a hand <laughs> shot. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't
3: uh,
4: my name is Kenny Gould, Kenny G. Not the only Kenny G in the beer industry. Ken Grossman from uh, Sierra Nevada is another Kenny G, which is kind of fun. Um, I'm the founder of Hop Culture Magazine. Go by Hop Culture Ken on Instagram. What else can I tell you? Um, 2020, I sold Hop Culture to the company that runs Untapped. So uh, now I am the director of strategic sales for Untapped. Still overseeing Hop Culture. We also on Beer Advocate, so get to work with that brand a little bit, and uh, yeah, things are good. I'm uh, enjoying life. Just got engaged. That was cool. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Came out with that book, uh, so that was cool, too. has nothing to do with beer, but that was a blast, and uh, that's me in a nutshell. Got a dog, two cats. Got a YouTube series as well. (laughs) I got a YouTube series. I do. I'm the host of a, a show called Next Exit, that does have to do with beer. Yeah, if You want to okay. check it out? Type in uh, Untapped, U-N-T-A-P-P-D, and Next Exit on YouTube. And I visited. What did we do in the first season? We did uh, Pittsburgh, Cincinnati, Baltimore, Philly, and Brooklyn. Yeah, well, that was I thought, is that? Uh... So,
0: uh, fermento- nice. what, fermentory form and uh, human robot. Oh, yeah. he, he had the milk tube and everything. <laughs> I two milk tubes oh, <laughs> <laughs> really, you got lucky
3: just having two. <laughs> yeah, <I know. laughs> a lot, which
0: is more than
3: some.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah it, could be, a, it could be a lot. Um, it can be. A lot. It's good fun.
3: <laughs> so let's let's see. So where did so where did Kenny? Let's let's take it back though. Where did Kenny start? Like. Where is Kenny coming from? How did can he get into this craft beer scene? It's
4: a good question. I uh let's see. How far back do you want to go? From Pittsburgh? How far back you yeah, want to go? The first right. the first beer, the first <laughs> yeah, beer so into the first beer people craft like, craft well, beer.
3: I was a baby and then <laughs> right. I turned into a
1: kid. No, nah, when the beer when the beer happened, not
4: the baby. All right, the beer, the beer. So, my first beer was Allegash White, as many people's first beer, terrific, <laughs> terrific beer. Um, and I was a freshman in college, and there was this senior that uh, you know I wanted to do what what he was doing because I was a freshman. He was a senior, super nice guy. Um, he's a doctor now, which oh. is which is cool, good for him. Um, but he was a cool dude, and uh, I was in Durham, North Carolina, and there was this joint called Sam's Quick Shop, and it was just like when you think of. Like the OG beer stores, like walking through these like musty aisles and there's just like all types of bottles, cool packaging you've never seen before. We used to go in there every week and we would get uh, one light beer and one dark beer. And then we would find four other people and we'd each drink two beers because we get two six-packs mm. and uh, hang out. And I thought that was pretty fun. And then when he graduated, I took that over and I started doing it uh, with people and so that's kind of how I, I started learning about beer. Uh, and then when I graduated, so, I, oh, yeah. Your
1: boy had like an unofficial one-man club he until you showed
4: up? Then he had a two-man club. <laughs> right. And it was, you know, it was good good excuse to make friends, though. Yeah. Well, get get so, two
1: six-packs and find four more people. That's yeah, that so I cool, I Yeah,
4: right, right. Was right. it different people every week? Yeah, we tried to include different people. Oh, good. That's good. That's yeah. good.
1: Can't hang out. You can't come, Jenny. You, you came last week. Yes. We right were right. hanging out with him. Also, we don't like you, so I like you.
3: You can't. Yeah. He was had a
1: bad, bad experience with Jenny. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Jenny's trifling. So,
3: Jenny so, so was it uh, like a strategic thing that it had to be a, a light beer and a dark beer?
4: That was the strategic part. That was the only strategic piece okay. of it. Yeah, it didn't matter what the two beers were. It didn't matter what I style. Had a bad leg and dark. It just we needed two different styles: one light, one dark.
1: How would you know if you were in doing it with cans?
4: Um, it's a great question. We knew the styles. We also talked to the mm. the shitty guy who ran the store. He was <laughs> just so mean every time. <laughs> so, this Question, fuck you, Mike. Oh. <laughs> how, does, how do you people like
1: that keep their jobs? Right. Yeah. You that's know, how, okay, like, you can't, he
3: can't sweep that good. You know good Because he's like, you still gonna come in here and get this beer. I'll you see you next week.
4: I remember. You like remember, it. You like it. I went in there once and I was like, you know, this was back when Founders Kentucky Breakfast Stout was like the biggest thing going. And I went in there once right around release. I was like, hey, are you getting, you guys getting in any KBS? And he looks me dead in the eyes and he goes, man you got to kick a nun in the pussy if you want one of those. <laughs> and I was like, I uh, have no cute. idea what that means. And I, 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 oh, man, they were awful. But they no, that's con- you
1: you said you're not going to bring it. You said the best you could do is Passover. Your religious stuff is, <laughs> is
3: on point, bro. I didn't mean even- that. Like, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that that means it's, it's hard, hard, right? That means it's, it's hard. I, I, I'm gonna yeah, yeah. assume, <laughs> assume that he means that that's hard. It's hard to find. Like you got to do. <laughs> ow,
1: ow. <Yeah. laughs>
3: no, I never. So,
1: like, I know. something you don't want to do. Like it's. I would never want to yeah. do that to a nun. That sweet nun. Well, maybe that like, I means um, the yeah.
0: the price is high. That's money, man. The price, the the exclusivity. Uh, Ah, you got to oh, You, gotta you do wouldn't something. get in that. You, you, you definitely get Yo, in Yo, next time, next
3: time Next time my daughter be like, "Oh, I want these new pair of Jordans." I'm be like, "Baby, you got to kick a nun in the pussy." <laughs> yeah, <if I> <laughs> you the money
1: to get these those. Jordans, these Jordans <laughs> too hot. Yeah, are you willing? <laughs> are you willing to spend a lifetime in damnation? Because you can't kick no now, nun in the pussy. It's yeah.
3: funny because it sounds like even though. Dude was kind of an asshole. Y'all continue to go, continue to go with oh, yeah. y'all beer. because well, he okay. never so stood up. us
4: wrong. He never stood mm. us wrong. You know? Okay. And he was kind of like the fixture, right? He was kind of like you could always count on on getting that experience there. Uh, <laughs> so I love that place. I don't even know if it's still there, but it was cool, and that's where I started, like my my beer journey. So you that said was this was great. It Durham, you said.
0: Yeah, Durham, North okay. Carolina. All
4: right. All right. Actually, I just realized. Uh, whoops. This is one of my old employees' bars. I'm pointing to my chest, like people listening to this can see. But the shirt I'm wearing is from uh, the Daily Beer Bar. So they're in Durham now. They just opened up a couple months ago. So I'll give him a shout out. All okay. right. and, uh, the Triangle area.
0: All right. Okay. Uh, That's dope. All right. So so from from the the, the I guess the exclusive. Club. Yeah. uh so where, <laughs> where, where, where did that go to
4: yeah so I had started homebrewing too that kid when he graduated gave me his homebrewing equipment but I didn't I was just never very good at it and I didn't mm-hmm. take to it the way a lot of people do um, but I was a writer I'd studied English and was really interested in writing and so when I graduated I moved to the big Apple New York New York, and uh, took a job with a magazine there, and uh, they were just getting started. And so I remember the editor said to me, uh, make a list of everything you know a little bit about, and if you finish what we give you, all the articles, you can write about whatever you want, and turn it in, and we'll publish it, because at the time I was trying to build up my portfolio. Uh, And I made that list, and... uh, one of the things I knew a lot about was beer, uh, a little bit about, but enough to like be dangerous and also enough to write to breweries and say, hey, I'm thinking about including this beer in my article. Can you send me a box of it? Um, uh, and that, when I was 22 years old, was like the greatest hack. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: <world>. yeah. <laughs> uh, I got you found them. the key. You found yeah, the
4: key, man. They sent anything <laughs> I wanted. They They would send me. Uh, some of those I still have. I have a Firestone Walker Parabola from 2014 mm-hmm. that I had called in um, for an article. It was an article I was doing on ten, the ten best Russian Imperial stouts. And I had two friends in town that weekend, and I was like, "All right, here's all these stouts on the table. We're gonna try them all, nice. and we're gonna we're taking notes because I gotta write this article." Uh, I think we got through three of them. It was like these 7.50 million <laughs> bottles. <laughs> three and we were just hammered. couldn't finish them. But.
0: Yeah, because I'm sure they were high ABV as well, probably. Um, like good R&D. 14. <laughs> yeah,
1: he said Imperial. Yeah. Yeah, and Imperial was 14, was you ADV, said 14%? Right?
4: Oh, yeah. They, they get up there, man. Yeah. yeah, it was stupid. I don't know why. You, you guys know. got through three? Yeah, we didn't even finish them either. They needed oh, more people. They needed more people. <laughs> right. You needed
1: to have your you needed to get your right. we you <laughs>
4: yeah, <there> you
1: <laughs> We're always available for R and D.
4: So that's that's how I started like writing about beer. And it was so funny. At the time, all I wanted to do is write fiction. I've wanted to be a, a fiction writer since I was a kid. Um, and I couldn't find anybody to pay me to do that. So i got this job with a magazine figuring I'd write and I couldn't sell a fiction piece to anyone, but every single beer article I wrote just got snapped up mm. like that. Um, somebody wanted it. So yeah, um, I ended up uh, writing for that magazine and, and started branching out a little bit, started writing for some others, um, wrote for time out in New York and, Bon Appetit, and Men's Health, and Thrillist, and all kinds of different articles just about beer, because this was at a time, man, when, let's see, 2012, there were, what, 2,000 breweries in the country, uh-huh. and now there's, like, over 9,000, uh-huh. uh, and that's been in the last ten year, decade, really, all so right, yeah, yeah. good time to be getting into the game, and uh, the thing I realized at the time was that um, the magazine I worked for, it was just digital. And I thought that was pretty cool because you don't need paper.
3: Right.
4: Uh, you pay for paper, more environmentally friendly, distribute it anywhere if it's online. Um, and uh, what else was I going to say? Oh, you could see exactly how many people were on the site reading which articles at any given time. And whenever I wrote a beer piece, it was just like, just spiked. So Dang. I was like, okay, I'm going to keep doing this. Um at some point, my boss was like, "We're not a beer magazine. You gotta write about something <laughs> You know
3: what? I was gonna ask. You, I was like, "Well, is this a, was it a beer?
1: Magazine? No, right? Like, beer how many articles?" About- he said. He said in the beginning, he only had to write. He had to write do his assignments, and then he could write about beer. <laughs> like, did he stop? writing his awesome
4: you created, man. Yeah. So yeah, so that's that's how I started. So
0: when? So when? So when did you say? You know what? I want to. A- do an actual beer like bigger like so when did hop culture become i think or was it was the original i guess inclination original i guess i guess ideal hop, hop culture or was did you have something before
4: hop culture came along so no that was kind of the original idea i i didn't really know what i wanted to do well i knew what i wanted to do i wanted to be a fiction writer right. but that didn't really seem viable i don't know too many you know 20 something year olds doing that professionally so uh no, I, I just started writing about beer, and and I think I was just noticing that every time I did it, people were kind of snapping it up, and um, I ended up, I went out to California for a little bit, lived in the Bay Area, um, that was cool, um, and then I went and I got my MFA uh, in Pittsburgh, um, so Master of Fine Arts in Writing, and it was while I was doing that, that, I, I I'm trying to remember, like, the what the start was but um oh i think it was that i was writing for a local beer magazine in pittsburgh about breweries Mm -hmm. and this is pittsburgh it's not a big city right it's a town that plays a city on tv (laughs) Uh, my job was to know what breweries were opening and there were breweries opening a mile from my house that like I didn't know about they would just like oh it's open now and it's like what how is that how is how is that possible and i knew from moving back and forth across the country like it wasn't just pittsburgh it was happening everywhere um and so that's when i said you know somebody should really like make a guidebook of all these breweries because there's so many new breweries opening up somebody should like compile that and then i was like well that's silly because it's 2016 and like people aren't really reading, like, physical stuff anymore. It's all digital. Right. So I was like, they should just make a, a digital uh, resource. And then I was like, oh, wait, that's what I have trained to do for the last <laughs> half decade of my life. Right. Uh, I could do that. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, that was that was the idea. I couldn't think of a name. Um, I don't want to tell you the names I had because they were so bad. But, uh, you got to tell
3: us. If you gone. remember, you got to tell one. us. Right, right. one.
4: Right. the number one idea i had um was <laughs> oh wow, my god uh, finding it like physically uh, i'm having a reaction so it, was, it was um it was bruce luth like the Ah, uh, bruce like bruce <laughs> oh, oh, i guess my stomach was like okay. and, I mean, I get it. It's
1: not even the name. It's not the name. It's the way you react to it. It's the way it makes you it's feel. So That's bad. what's so funny. It's
3: so, uh, it's so, oh man! I was in
4: the call. I was, well, what, what, what's up? It's, I was no, gonna gonna it's hard to it say. It's
1: hard to say, but it's a good name, you know. I like I see where you were going with it, but I'm so happy you Thanks. landed on hop culture because Bruce... Bruce Sleuth.
4: Bruce Sleuth. Don't even put that. Yeah. It's crazy That's because
3: to you. We, I, I know you feel like it's like horrible, right? But next month, somebody have a digital beer. Mag Bruce Sleuth. Actually, Bruce no, they probably
0: do. Bruce It would, uh, would be a beer-based scavenger hunt company. Called beer.
1: like find it'd be a find like find your Pokemon, like the app that your Pokemon. <laughs> you know, yeah, they,
0: they would take, they would take like in your cities, there's a whole lot of these breweries, they would do like scavenger hunts, c- retaining to these breweries.
1: Right, why not? Bruce Sleuths, I'm, yeah.
0: <laughs> I'm sorry, so no, back. So,
1: they're,
4: that's they're, ours.
1: That's ours. <laughs> that. Beer tours, Bruce Sleuth, beer tours. We're gonna
4: spend <laughs> five years and someone's gonna be on a podcast and they're gonna say, So, how'd you think of that? and they're right. gonna say, I was listening to this podcast, <laughs> and, <laughs> and they said no, don't do it. And I'm, yeah. like, I'm doing it.
1: <laughs> might, I hope might so. Work. Cheers to you. Cheers <laughs> to you in the future. Yeah, that's scavenger <laughs> yeah.
0: That scavenger hunt. I love scavenger hunts
1: too. So it's coming I lit. like Bruce Sleuth. Uh, Bruce Sleuth. Brew
3: tours. Yeah. Yeah. Like
1: it's, a, it's, a, it's a, it, it, I mean.
3: It's a weird
4: name, but I'm. You say it, Yoda. Can you say break. it five times fast, Bruce? Luthier. Can't say it two times. <laughs> nah, like I can't even
3: get out twice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bruce, Bruce, Bruce,
4: <laughs> you ain't you gonna end up saying Blues Clues. That's right. If somebody can do it, they can take the name and start. It. <laughs>
0: That's the payment. Yeah. And I'll write about it. How about that? There it is. There you go. On Instagram. I don't know what. Is. Was so, it? A,
3: what's a, What's another one you had? Was that it? I don't, honestly,
4: I don't remember. That was I one.
3: Know. I, see, I yeah, see. He remembered that one because that yeah. was probably his worst.
4: He yeah. said it was
3: physically, it. emotional for him right now.
4: I couldn't. That was actually the thing that was holding me back. I couldn't think of a name, and mm. uh, I, I was in the car with my friends, and I was talking to them about it, and we had had a big weekend. We were coming back from West Virginia, where we'd been at some event and I was with two of my friends, and I was telling them I had this idea, but I couldn't think of a name, and they were just, like, not having it. They were like, we just want to ride in the car in silence. So <laughs> a good bit of silence, and then my friend Leslie, she just goes, what about Hop culture? Mm. And I was like, that's the best name I've ever heard. <laughs> so uh, I looked it nice. up, yeah, and it was available, and it was uh, – nice. It was one of those moments where I was like, "It sounds like it should be a thing already." Yeah, um, right. Yeah. And it's not, so. Well, there you go. Those usually
1: work. That's usually when you know you got a name,
4: right? That's when yeah. I didn't you know that. Like, I
1: can't believe it.
0: Yeah, yeah I had a name. <laughs> Good. So, uh, yeah. So, do you remember the? Uh, I guess the first article for the magazine for the magazine.
4: I I don't know if I remember the first, but I spent because I was in grad school and and so I I was just like doing odd jobs and stuff while I was in grad school. And so I had some mobility. Um, I was like tutoring. I was like announcing sports at the local college. And um, so I was traveling around a bit, doing a lot of freelance writing. Um, I remember some of the first, uh, I stacked some content. So it was just me at the beginning. And so I just walked around and like interviewed people. And uh, I was really focused like, at the time, there were a lot of print magazines that would tell you like what a beer tasted like. It would be like a beer review, right? And I was, I, I never found that particularly interesting because I was always like, I'll just taste it and I'll yeah. tell you if I taste strawberries. You right. know, um, like you don't need to tell me that it tastes like strawberries. Um, I, I think I'll know if like the brewer's done a good job. So I was just more interested in like the the stories, right? Like who is behind it? Like everybody's got something if you talk to them long enough yeah. like mm-hmm. why are they making beer like what how'd they get into that so that's what I was really focused on I remember one of the early articles uh Garrett Oliver was like kind enough to sit down with me um which was cool I mean I had some some credit at that point from writing for all these other magazines right. so I knew some of these people and, and covered their brands in the past but still it's like hey I I'm writing for a magazine that doesn't exist yet. Can I get an hour of your time? Um, But So he was pretty generous, and and that article was still one of the most... It was one of the first for sure, and one of the most impactful um, in terms of like, Mm. that's a dude who knows beer. Right, right.
3: Yeah, yeah, for sure.
4: Um, I remember talking to Avery Swanson, who at the time was the head brewer at Jester King. Um, I think she was in her 20s too at the time, so just to be the head brewer at such an incredible brewery at such a young age was just like, uh, I think a testament to the work that she was doing there and um, what a brilliant brewer she is. Um, So yeah, those were like two of the early ones I remember. Um, But yeah, it's cool. It's a lot of those early articles are, I mean, Garrett Oliver at the time was like kind of a big name, but um, you look at like the beer, OGs, and it was a lot of those early people who were just getting started around like, well not the OGs, but uh, the people who were getting started in like 2016 or so. Good. Right. Um, yeah, I talked to a lot of them. All it was right. fun.
3: Man, You got Gary Oliver, and you wasn't even like a pop in the
4: <laughs> magazine.
0: Yeah, <laughs> That's yeah. good. Yeah, but he was beer, like he said, he had some credits to his name at that point. Um, so
1: yeah, he had enough cachet to get the. Uh, get I was a also real
0: charming. in my letter to him. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, so he had he had more than just. Oh, it's
3: oh, it's the charm.
0: Yeah.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I won't say it wasn't. <laughs> we'd have to ask Garrett for sure. So, yeah, no. when,
3: so at this time, where I do, or even now? I don't even know. Do you have? Well, probably, but. Like, were there other writers, or was just yourself doing all this?
4: Yeah, so at the beginning, um, there was a guy I had gone to college with and was good friends with, and then he ended up working at the same magazine that I worked at in New York, so we'd known mm. each other for a good while, and um, I realized this probably wasn't something I was going to be able to do by myself, so I talked to him about coming on board um, as, as a partner. Uh, so he joined up. And then we ended up, there was a really cool program at the University of Pittsburgh where, um, like, people who wanted class credit um, could get an internship. I would sign off that, you know, we had a structured internship, and it was going to be a real class. um, And they would get class credit, and we would get articles and, and kind of help these young writers develop and so nice. uh one of them actually nice. uh, from that first group uh now works for that magazine i used to work at in oh. new york and so the first magazine i ever worked at wow. mm-hmm. working for them. um evan Malakowski. if you see his name pop up on articles so um yeah so i think it was like me and then my partner and then he was in new york i was in pittsburgh at the time and i had like Seven or eight interns just rotating through my studio apartment. Uh, Just like all doing different stuff. We had someone who was doing graphic design, someone who was doing a couple writers. We had one person that was running our social media. Um, And then, yeah, that's how we started getting our our original content. We launched January 17th, 2017 uh, was our first article. Uh, I was 26 years old, I think. So, um, finishing mm-hmm. up with grad school, and was like, well, mm-hmm. I hope I figure out how to make money doing this soon because uh, <laughs> I got a degree that nobody's paying me for. And, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Got some bills out. coming, dude. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, oh, that's cool. I think that's like, you can only do. Do that in your 20s. That's like a right. thing that, yeah. like, that youthful optimism. You're just yeah, like, oh. take that step out like that. Yeah. yeah. Right. That's true. Yeah. Especially because, so.
0: especially because in your 20s, a lot of times if you don't have kids or you're not married or you're not tied down, yeah. or you can like, You've like, already can been move. in
1: four major cities.
0: Right. You can already.
1: You've been in, you was in, where you were in? New York? uh North Carolina, Pittsburgh, and California.
4: Yeah, I moved around quite a bit. Yeah,
1: so yeah. no one's doing that with 18 kids.
0: Right. a wife. 18, oh, 18 it.
1: kids. <laughs> it's hard to do, man. It's really hard to do.
3: <laughs> so it's making 18 kids. That's hard to do too. But listen that'd be tough
1: too. I'm it's not as
3: hard as never mind. Yeah, yeah. I understand. Right. Yeah. I get making's it. the fun part.
1: Right.
0: So I'm curious to know, like in terms of I know I know you, you said in, you said in like did you say in 2021 you sold to Untapped is that that what you said? 2020. 2020. Yeah, November 25th. 2020. I, I was I was curious in terms of that in terms of that, was that because you just figured like I, I brought it as far as I can go with just who I who me and so and so to see it grow and become a bigger brand is that was one of the catalysts or, or the one of the. The, the reasons that you said, you know what let's let's try something different and I also want to start doing focusing on other things like writing yeah. your fiction stuff. is that one of the reasons that that you went that way?
4: Yeah that's exactly it. I mean at that point my partner had left um, he decided you know the entrepreneurial grind was not really for him and so he stepped away. so I was kind of doing it uh, alone, which was tough. At that point too, we were also throwing I've thrown 52 beer festivals in my life. Um, all over the country. Yeah. We were, yeah, we were doing like what? one a month. Uh, we were on a what? cadence, like one a month. And uh, there were like four of us, yeah. So is a tall order, man. And, uh. and uh, so I was like just pretty burnt out, I think. but Do You um, think? <laughs> yeah. <maybe. laughs> and now that you mention it. Uh, <laughs> I just, I don't know. I also never it wasn't what I had wanted to do. Like I, I, I like accidentally became a editor in Mm. the magazine almost. Um, It's like, and it was awesome. And the ride was, was awesome. Um, But it got to a point where I think I just like wanted to do something different. Um, And at that, that point I had interviewed, I was writing for Forbes magazine, um, kind of freelancing. And Um, I had interviewed the CEO of a company called next glass, which is my current employer. That's acquired hot culture, um, for an article. And I just found what he had to say to be very compelling. And I thought it was really, uh, cool. And we had connected on LinkedIn. And a couple weeks later I saw that he was looking for someone in marketing. And so I just reached out to him and I said, Hey, um, would you ever consider, I mean, bringing on me and my team? That's kind of what what we do um, in the beer industry. And he said, uh, well, let me know the next time you'll be in Charlotte and we can talk about it because that actually sounds like an interesting idea and the headquartered in Charlotte. So I said, oh, my God. I'll be in Charlotte next week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Tomorrow. Oh, another, another bur- uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So uh, he, we set an hour meeting. We ended up talking for three hours. And at the end of it, uh, you know, he said, you know, we're really interested. We're going to send you a letter of intent, an LOI, and um, if everything looks good, we'll move forward. And I was like, right. well, damn! I guess it's happening. So uh, that's how it went. I mean, it but was, like,
3: like let me ask you this: if it's not getting too personal, what yeah. did, he, what did he, he say that was so compelling mm. that that made you say, "Hey, let me look and go further into this"?
4: Yeah, that's a good question, and I think uh, for those people who are joining us who might not know so much about the beer industry yet, um, this might make a little less sense. I'll, I'll try and like. Lay it out uh, in a way that will be accessible and also not boring a shit for the people. <laughs> it, right? uh, but basically, uh, in the U.S., there's the three-tier system of distribution for alcohol. You have uh, somebody who makes it, somebody who moves it from point A to point B, and then somebody who sells it at point B. And there are, uh, if you're in the same state, that doesn't apply, right? There are a lot of well, it does in some states actually. Um, still, but uh, you know, most states at this point you can self distribute if you're under a certain barrel, make an under a certain barrel count. Um, what's Delaware? Can you self distribute? No, you cannot. <laughs> you cannot? Wow. No. Okay, so Delaware is one of those states, right? Yeah. Where a brewery makes the beer, a distributor moves it from point A to point B, right. and the retailer or the bar or whoever it is sells it um, at the end. And legally, you cannot own any two or three of those pieces of the puzzle. you got to own only one piece of the puzzle. Um, And that law was created because in England, uh, you did not have that law, and so you would get what were called uh, tied houses, right, where the wealthy breweries would just buy the bars. And then you'd go to a a town – and the bars would all basically be owned by the breweries and they would only put their own beers on tap. Mm -hmm. So this, this law for as silly and anti free trade as it, as it is, I think is actually one of the things that allowed for the proliferation of all of these small independent craft breweries in the United Mm -hmm. States, because, um, you know, there was, you could play a fairer game at the point of sale, right? Like the breweries, weren't allowed to own the bars legally. Right, so right. they just buy up the bars. Um, and so uh, if you think about any system, right, like any time a product moves from one hand to the other, there are inherent inefficiencies. So I make my beer. Um, I get it. I sell it to a distributor. And then I don't know what happens to it. The distributor, right. it's their job to go sell it to right. – uh, maybe it's going to grocery stores maybe mm-hmm. it's going to i don't know and and even if you think of those three points right if someone makes it someone moves it someone sells it there are points on either side of that where then uh, somebody's making the raw materials somebody's moving the raw materials um, and then on the the other side somebody's drinking the beer they're buying it from a retailer they're drinking it and then talking about it with their friends right so there's there's this whole uh, chain, right, of what it takes to get from a raw ingredient to us talking about beers right right now. Um, And what Trace, the CEO, wanted to do is basically create the pipelines between all of those points in that chain um, and ensure that there was kind of a seamless stream of information from the very beginning of that chain to the, to the very, very end. end of that chain. Yeah. And so uh, NextClass does not own any of the pieces of the chain, but they are building uh, the software infrastructure that connects all pieces of Oh, that. okay. Um, and so that's what... Uh, that was the vision that was laid out for me. And that's what we're bringing to life. Um, I think it's better for, um, it's, it's good for everyone in that chain, right? Like there's more transparency around right. mm-hmm. the puzzle. And so for the consumer too, to know exactly where something started, right mm-hmm. on to, to it touching their lips, I think that's a pretty cool thing. So. Yeah. yeah.
3: Okay. I mean, that makes sense. There you go. He was um, that is intriguing. Yeah. Take a shot,
1: yeah. It's, it's going, don't ever not take your shot, people. You got right. to know. Yeah,
4: yeah. sounds yeah. like that's compelling. I'd like to be a part of that, and you know, try some some other things. So that's uh, that's why I decided to move forward. It was it's difficult, right? Like selling something that you created and built right. from scratch. Something in another way, though. I do think I was saying it, that shot that I took with Hot Culture was something I could only take when I was in my 20s. Right. But I think too, like it was because I started it in my 20s that I felt like I could move on. Like I, right. I didn't mm-hmm. it's the last chapter of my book. Right. 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 Like, right. right. Oh, this journey is just getting started. And so, um, I had done it for four years, uh, built it into a, a pretty cool business. And that was as far as I could take it. And, uh, it was just time to go try something else. Right. So, Sold it, and I signed a three-year contract, so that's coming up this November. And then um, as part of the deal, too, they sent me back to grad school again uh, to get my MBA this time, Whoa, which is way nice. more functional degree than an MFA. Uh, so
0: I'm <laughs> well, and even what you just said, that takes a lot of reflection. Like, you know what, this is, where, this is as far as self-reflection in terms of that. Like, you know what, this is as far as I can... I can honestly take it so in right. right. that is as far as
1: that I want to. Like right. you said, he, he right. it's his right. baby, and he he got to let it let it go. Like this and was he a, was willing to do that. Yeah,
0: this was by chance anyway. Like I kind of fell into it, so it's like you know what I mm-hmm. made it this far. It's like so, and and hey hey, that's what's up. I give it. That's what's up. I just that's
1: The last interview got him to the the job and the selling point. Right, <laughs> like, we. You so know, they un- was it something
3: going. that Untap reached out to you or you reached out to Untap?
4: I reached out to them, yeah, after I interviewed okay. the CEO uh, for that Forbes article.
3: Okay, okay, yeah. okay.
0: So I say, see, networking and connections help people to make sure. Yeah, there. yeah, they know.
3: yeah, they do.
4: <laughs> about yeah. The yeah. cool thing about culture now, so way back in the day, we had an intern in New York. Um, I had sent out a flyer to like the, an NYU message board because I thought there'd be smart kids coming from uh, from NYU. And so... Uh, See, I, I thought they'll be smart. We, we, got, we got a hit. We got a hit from someone named Grace, uh, Grace White's, And she wanted to be... She came and she was an editorial intern for us. Um, and then when the internship was over, she was like, hey, do you have any writing jobs? And we had just hired... Um, actually the kid who just keep pointing to the wrong side, the kid who had just started that bar in Durham I was talking about, Mm. um, as our editor, and we only had one salary, you know, enough money in the bank for one salary for a a full-time writer. So I was like, we don't, but, um, we do need a head of sales. And Grace, I knew had played, uh, D one soccer. Um, she's quiet, but I knew she was competitive. And my dad had always told me, if you're going to get a salesperson, you want somebody Mm. with, who can compete, you know? Mm -hmm. So I I thought that was, I didn't know what to think of that advice, but I knew Grace played soccer. And and so I was like, yeah, we need a head of sales. Do you want to do it? And Grace was like, uh, no, but I will." (laughs) uh, Grace was our head of sales for four years, the entirety of the Mm. time that ran Hop Culture. Um, and then John left to go start, uh, his bar, the Bailey Beer Bar in Durham, and that position opened up and Grace said, hey, uh, are you guys looking for a yes, manager? Yeah, my time now. She, yeah, Grace is now the managing editor of Hop Culture, and in fact, the managing editor of the entire Next Glass ecosystem. She, uh-huh. she runs the uh-huh. untapped uh, editorial components, so the untapped blog, um, all the newsletters that go out through Hop Culture and untapped come through Grace, so now she's the, the managing editor of the whole system. So wow. nice. um and you like what you see, that's all. Grace, so mm-hmm. I got her a oh. shout-out. Hey,
3: hey Grace. Dude, give work. yourself a shout-out for taking that, that chance because yeah. that, well, that, that is she. Uh, yeah. that, uh,
0: that's two for two. That was Grace
4: and Actually,
1: man, she said Yeah, because she could have said no to the sales job.
4: Right. Can you see that? Yeah. There's John. John right here and there's me, and that's Grace. I got the picture right on my
0: desk. There right, right. so, so I'm curious to you know, like, just going in terms of that, so now this is happening, and now you're in the role with uh, Next Glass and stuff like that. So when did you decide, you know what, I want to get out there and see more. So when did you decide to do the, the Next Exit YouTube series? Like, well, How did that come about, and like, what, what was the, the uh, catalyst for that?
4: Yeah, so when I started at Next Glass, I was the creative director. That's the role okay. I came in. As um, And so it was my job to be creative, which uh, I'm good at. I like doing. So um, I had pitched my bosses on this idea because just like, you know, years ago I said, I'm going to start digitally online because print is going out. I I said, okay, it's now five, six years later. I'm going to start, we should be doing video. You know, video content is like the the big thing right now, um, and so we we thought about that and a show like that a travel show where we visit. You know, there's all sorts of travel shows where people go visit restaurants and talk to chefs. Right. Um,
2: right.
4: It's Parts unknown. Anthony Bourdain is one of my favorites. We mm-hmm. got right. uh somebody. our foods? Is foods? Yeah. Um, and I love those. Those are some of my favorite shows, uh, mm-hmm. and I wanted to see somebody do that with beer um, and actually, like, get into the stories behind the beer. That's what my whole career has been about is storytelling, right? right. So um, that's that's what I really wanted to do with the show. So I pitched them, and they were game. They said, go do a pilot episode. So I did it in Pittsburgh because that's where I was living at the time and the city I know well, mm-hmm. um, and that was a really cool episode did it um, 20 or some minutes. We got all types of cool people in there. Um, we got Dave Bracy, founder of uh, Barrel and Flow Fest. Uh, mm-hmm. We went to my favorite uh, Chinese restaurant in Pittsburgh called Chuan <laughs> We got uh, one of my favorite dive bars in Pittsburgh, Kelly's. We got, who else, Dancing Gnome Beer I threw in there. Mm. We went to Pittsburgh Brewing Company. So we did that episode, and the feedback yeah. was awesome. Got, like, 50,000 views on that video and and ton of engagement. Um, nice things, super mean things. Uh, <laughs> well, I don't know if I was prepared for the amount of vitriol the Internet was going to throw at me when I
0: bleh.
4: a show. But, so weird. Yeah. Yeah. Really so if, if people, that's how I
0: came to life. Yeah, because it's actually – I mean, I've seen them, and, and they are very well done. Uh, uh, and because I noticed some of the people in the Philadelphia – well, I know they as well – uh, in the Pittsburgh one, yeah, but because I saw I was like, hey, so many people I, I've seen, uh, around in Philadelphia. So I was like, this is kind of cool, but even day in, in the Pittsburgh one as well, but they, they are well. So you said that was, that was all season one, correct?
4: That was all season one. Yep. So is there a season two coming? It's a good question. It's a good question. Uh, I would like there to be, we're working on it right now. Okay. So, okay, uh, video is expensive, man. It's, it's, uh, now I realize why not that many people make long form video.
3: <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, especially it, with production like that, because it's like good production. It oh yeah, no. oh
0: yeah, definitely was, but just you got no. you, you got to do uh, and you got to go
3: through the whole. You got to make
1: the most of that whole time at the sit in that particular city. So, like you said, the Chinese restaurant, yeah. talking the day, going to the different breweries, like that's a couple of days worth of just for twenty minutes of what we it, got
4: to see. Well, we know? have to do it in one day. Every city. Oh was a day and you're right for you know we ended up filming eight or nine hours of footage in that day and we mm-hmm. boil that down to about 20 minutes wow. um but wow. yeah it, it that's was a long
1: ad- that's a long day for everybody a day for heart.
4: 20
3: for 20 minutes of <laughs> <laughs> you seem upset <laughs> woo, yep. woo. Yeah, but, Nine hours.
0: but you still got Atlanta to go to, uh, Chicago. No, right? we got so many cities
4: to go to. What's your favorite, Rob G? Where where should I go? Um, I
0: That say, he
1: hasn't been to?
0: I would say, mm. um, I mean, I enjoy, I mean, the Miami beer scene is actually is Miami, kicking Miami up. Is so so <laughs> Miami beer scene is oh. actually <laughs> starting to percolate. Because <laughs> uh, I went on like the like, uh, Jay Wakefield and all that whole Wynwood section. And even outside of, oh, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. even outside of there now, because you have a, uh, Lincoln's Beard trip and Trippin' Animals uh, in trip uh, yeah. the door area. So I think that scene, I mean, they have Miami Beer Week coming up soon as well. Um, so I, I would enjoy that show as well. Um, <laughs> just because I, I actually took that strip role. I just went one by one by one down the down that uh, oh, strip sweet. just drinking beer. It was, it was amazing. It was Everybody <laughs> do it again next week. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, we are. <laughs> are you going to Florida next week? Um, yeah, well, for, I, for the twentieth. Okay. So the, for, for Miami Beer Week, we'll be there. Um, oh,
4: wait! I might be in Miami next week. Oh man, not. look at this! Let me look at <laughs> this. Oh, well, have to meet up. sure will. When's sure uh? We'll. It's uh, the twentieth
1: through the twenty third. Yep. Yep.
4: Oh, so that's we'll what be, I'm going.
0: We'll yeah, we'll be yeah, there for, for, for we'll be there for Irie Jungle and um.
4: Oh, that's what I'm going to. I, 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 oh, we'll be there. We'll be there. Irie. That's crazy. This is cool. I don't have to worry about my fiancé hearing about this because there's zero chance she's listening to a beer podcast. Yeah. Tell you guys, nice. um, <laughs> I hit up tripping animals to make me a uh, beer from our wedding. Um, oh,
3: nice.
4: You know, they're, you know, they're cans with all the crazy yeah. you know, yeah. yeah. So I sent them a picture of me and her, and they're going to do a <laughs> can for uh-huh. it.
1: Yo, that's uh, nice. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I hope she's not exactly gonna listen to this if it's a surprise. I, I really hope that she's not gonna hear it. And uh, I'm on, sure,
0: okay. pretty sure we know who the, the artist would be because they talked about him yeah. on the podcast <laughs> when we were <laughs> <You> <laughs> sure. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. he's a, he's a good artist. We were talking about how, how cool the uh artwork was. So that's actually so, that's, awesome. that's kind of yeah. cool. That's what's up. Yeah, yeah so yeah. That's well, a good
3: idea. You, you came up with that yourself.
4: <laughs> well, he's yeah. creative.
0: Was creative. Did you forget? Is she a drinker though? Does she? She doesn't drink. <laughs> does she drink beer?
4: Does she? Yeah, she drinks beer.
0: Okay.
4: She okay. Drinks beer. All right. Yeah.
0: All right. I so mean, she drinks enough. She good. drinks it enough.
4: Yeah. I
0: yeah. got gotcha. you. I was. I wasn't sure. She's like, what is this? Well, I no. It was a- <laughs> 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 the artwork.
1: The artwork's enough. Okay. Yeah.
0: Exactly. Yeah.
4: Save can of that. That's, That's nice.
1: The ages. Is he gonna make y'all animals, or are y'all gonna be people? Oh, yeah.
4: I don't know. Oh, he
1: just, you just gave the picture. Okay, 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 I
4: okay. okay. Yeah, so, gotcha. Yeah. That's gonna yeah. be dope. So, um, so well, you'll
1: you'll get it. You'll get it when you go down there.
4: No, the wedding's in December. So oh, okay.
1: okay, so you you're gonna be surprised. Like, are they making the? They're making a specific beer for the wedding as well.
4: I yeah, I don't know. I gotta talk to them about that. I just <laughs> talked to them about the idea, and uh, Iggy was like, "Yeah, we're doing it. Let's do it. Send me that picture." Okay. That's uh, we'll see how it comes
3: out. <laughs> yeah, that, should, cool. that should be dope. Dude. Yeah, yeah. So,
0: yeah. so, so I would say Miami, Atlanta. I think um, Atlanta in the springtime uh, would be, <laughs> be yeah. too good. Would be <laughs> two yeah. good episodes, even because um, even I'm like
4: Chicago,
3: dude, Chicago be good. Chicago, Did y'all go yeah. to
4: Chicago already? Chicago, Chicago, Chicago seems
3: nuts. Yeah. yeah it's a, um what's the? Uh, I mean, I don't know because I haven't watched. The, the, the full episodes on them but like what has there been any uh black breweries on the on the uh the show
4: uh no we didn't have any black breweries on the show but um I did I just you were talking about Miami. I just tried Savage Life down there.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: Have you ever have you had their beer?
0: We haven't but I, I knew who they are because they had that I heard of it. they got that cool oh, they got that cool box. The thing is amazing their whole, that that was whole awesome. yeah, marketing that, thing yeah, is yeah, crazy.
4: Yeah, so that's um, that I just went to a a conference in Boston and I connected with a um, Conso Brewing. Okay. And Funky Town.
0: Yeah. Shout out to Town. Right, shout Yeah. Out
4: Rich and the crew. Uh, uh, the boys at Capsule okay. in Richmond, Virginia. Mm-hmm. That was coming out. So, um, oh, there was a black-owned brewery. We did go to one in Cincinnati. Uh, okay. Yeah, esoteric. esoteric. I mean,
3: you're going to you, you gonna have to give us an episode or something like that. <laughs> get, get a Black Bruce episode. Yeah, yeah, no, we got
4: esoteric <laughs> in there. We talked today about Beryl uh, and Flow. Right. Which, uh, yeah. Yeah, that would be
0: the about. easiest way to do it because since they're all spread out, but they'll be all yeah. concentrated yeah. in Pittsburgh mm-hmm. that time. That'd be, yeah, that'd be the. So
3: you're going to Berlin Flow too?
4: Yeah, this
0: year.
3: Oh man, we gonna be hanging out all, all year. Yeah, we friends now. All we we, you know. we friends.
0: I'll show up with Penny, you.
4: <laughs> like you like facts. Yeah, <laughs>
3: yeah.
1: We just need two more people. Awesome. We need two more people. We good. Thanks,
4: buddy. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, well, cause, uh because um, so that's you know, so I think those are my two that I would like to see. Just all right. Uh, yeah, yep, Chicago. You hey, maybe I can make a cameo. I'm like, hey, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you're gonna be in the background. Right, so right. Right. Yeah. I'll, I'll come and serve beer. some, beer. I'll come and bring the beer to the table. <laughs> <There it is>. <laughs> <laughs> Look at <in> the camera. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny.
1: I was on the show. Hey, it works. <laughs> Um, they would that would be the that would be some of the footage that didn't make it. So, right.
3: let me ask you this. I always, every time I, I, I hear or talk to people that do like uh YouTube and things of that nature, like is this something that you're looking to go further with? Like maybe like be on a food network or something of that nature? Is it are you looking at it bigger than, than the YouTube scene, even though the YouTube scene nowadays is where it's at? But like, are yeah. you looking forward? to go, like, TV-wise?
4: Yeah, it's a good question. I mean, I think it would be a ton of fun. I had a blast doing those episodes. I think if I did it again, I mean, we did three in a row. We went from uh, Philly to Brooklyn to Baltimore and then had, like, a two-day break and then went out to Cincinnati. That was a lot. That was, like, uh, yeah, that was pretty exhausting. And you're drinking all day, too. Uh, Right, camera all day so there's a lot of travel and stuff so yeah i think i really enjoyed it it was a super fun process um i really like talking to new people and meeting people so um i would love to do something like that if anybody listening uh (laughs) wants to do it and has some uh (laughs) connections we'll make it happen but uh, that's not it's not some it's not a world i really know Mm -hmm. whereas like beer you know, I know, I know how to now make a business in in the beer world, but um kind of the media world, the video media, like it's not something I know as much about. As well. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right.
0: Yeah, and uh, And have um, Food Network foot the bill. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right. 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 And I, actually, I need to go back again because you said fifty-two beer fest. Like, so what was the first? I was, beer to, I was going back to oh, it. Oh yeah, I was going Holy back to fifty-two oh, yeah. as well.
3: I, I don't even know how we skip past. Yeah, like, you know what? Like, my mind was so boggled. after we each get it. one <laughs> question
1: for fifty-two beer fest. Jesus.
4: Uh, yes. That, okay, so here's Why? the. thing. Yeah, I'll tell you. This is a good question. When we started Hop Culture, January seventeenth, twenty seventeen. Uh, I thought that we were going to run a business model that was real similar to the magazine that uh, both myself and my partner at the time had worked for previously, which is called Affiliate Marketing. And what Uh, that is, is you write a bunch of content. It's all free. People Google, they find it. Um, And it's usually a lot of lists or recommendations. People then go and buy the products that you're writing about and you get a portion of that sale. Right. So if I wrote about you know the 10 best wheeled suitcases or something and, right. and you were in the market for a wheeled suitcase, you might type into Google like... Best you know,
3: wheeled suitcases. Yeah,
4: exactly. You find my article, you click on one of those, you go to the site, you end up buying one. The site that, that sent you there gets a portion of that sale. Um, and so uh, I did that forgetting that uh, because of alcohol laws at the time, you couldn't really sell beer online.
2: Mm -hmm.
4: Um, and so like it quickly became obvious that that was not going to be a viable, uh, business model. Um, and so we were kind of racking our brains like, okay, well, what do we do? We were trying to sell advertising, but we didn't have an audience yet. And so nobody wants to buy advertising to a publication that doesn't have any readers. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And so kind of on a a whim, we decided to throw this beer festival, uh, with Dancing Gnome Brewing in their backyard. It was going to be 12 breweries that you couldn't really get in Pittsburgh at that time. Um, and I think, so I just called up my 11 favorite breweries and I was like, Hey, you want to come to this festival? Um, And everyone said yes. Uh, And I don't know why. I was 11 for 11. Every single person said yes. They came in and uh, tickets went on sale. And I remember this day because my partner was like, Hey dude, like did you set the ticketing site up correctly? And I was like, yeah, like why? And he's like, because tickets went on sale a minute ago and we have no tickets. And I was like, I was like, no, like, I definitely said that. I double-checked that. He's like, he's like fuck you, man. You just fucked it up. Like, <laughs> double-checked it. Um, and then we checked the bank account, and we had a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah.
3: You sold out. So
4: 500 tickets in, in 10 seconds. Oh, uh, shit. Yeah. Wait, wait, so
3: wait, 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 wait. Hold on. Stop right here. All right, I'll
4: stop. So
3: how did, like, <laughs> because I'm just thinking about the marketing For it like the promotion for this Like what did y'all do to promote it All these people like knew it's,
4: about it And it sold out in that The miracle of race. Pittsburgh I call it I have no idea I, oh, I don't know shit. to this day And I've spent 51 more beer festivals <laughs> Trying to figure it out <laughs> uh, I don't know I think it was just like the right place the right time and it was mm-hmm. in Pittsburgh Which is you know a city Where I'm from it was uh, Dancing Gnomes' anniversary. Then uh-huh. they were just starting to pop off, okay. and I think like it was just this kind of confluence of good timing. Of, what's
3: up? I said good timing. It sounded
4: yeah. Like. <laughs> so that was that. We did that festival, and then uh, we said, "Okay, let's do that again." Uh-huh. Uh, and so we and we did it in New York. Then we went and did it in Columbus, Ohio, and then we went to Richmond, Virginia. And uh, Tucson, Arizona, then Richmond, Virginia. Um, And we just kept bringing this thing around. And the idea was going to be, it was like super curated. I mean, now you can go to a festival every weekend you want and between. But at the time, there wasn't, you couldn't really get that experience anywhere. So
3: So we all did it other places. Was it still as intimate? Because to me, like 12 breweries is kind of,
4: or 11 breweries is kind of like a, still an intimate, uh, yeah, it was, that so first damaged. one was super intimate. No, we we built them a little bigger, but it was always it always kind of felt underground. So we tried never to go mm-hmm. above a thousand people. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. We did. We tried to break it into two sessions. I mean, the goal was really for people to be able to interact with the brewers, and that was yeah. one of our goals, too. That like if we were having a brewery there, they couldn't just send a rando. They couldn't just get some volunteer. Mm-hmm. Like it okay. had to be like a brewer or an owner. Um,
1: mm-hmm. somebody that, knew what they were pouring
4: Yeah, exactly. Cuz like that was we we're trying to facilitate that connection between the people who loved beer and like these brewers that they had heard of and probably followed on Instagram but like had never tr- gotten a chance to try or anything and mm-hmm. uh, we well, tried That's to funny
3: because that. that's that to me that's important because sometimes you know you'll you'll you're at a beer fest and you'll go up to a, to a, somebody's booth and you'll ask him about the beer and they can't really I don't yeah. know just, yeah, I don't work here I'm I an just an pour an an this an beer. <laughs> like, Girl, I hear that
2: lot
1: it's also kind of cool too like he uh the what he's doing now as far as streamlining the the Brewer from the distributor to the customer yeah. he was doing that with the beer fest bringing making sure right. that the Brewer or the owner was pouring the beer for the customer so that direct contact we don't got <laughs> The distributor is no middleman anymore. You can right. actually feel and touch and talk to the guy or woman who made your, your beer. It's right. kind of like in the same, same vein of what your company That's is true. doing now.
4: So this was, I'm holding a poster I just pulled off my wall, from the second ever Juicy Brews Festival in mm-hmm. New York City. Um, and we had, uh, you might recognize some of these names. This was December 2017. We had Aslan, Austin Street, Bearded Iris, Burley Oak, Civil Society, Crime and Punishment, Dancing Gnome, Equilibrium, Foam, Foundation, Hudson Valley, LIC Beer Project, Magnified, Melvin, Sand City, The Answer, and Triple Crossing. Um, and so now a lot of these are like breweries, people who are into beer, no, but right. at the time, mm-hmm. a lot of them are just getting started. Yeah. Uh, we were just getting started, and so we all kind of came up with at the same time, right,
0: yeah, and even the better thing that was 2007. Good. You said 2017. Yeah, In fact yeah. Is, I think if not all, if not all, the majority of them are actually still still open and still functioning right. after yeah. COVID. Yeah. So that's actually pretty yeah. pretty, pretty yeah. great as well. Right. Yeah.
4: yeah, a lot of them have multiple tap rooms now. Well, yeah. I gotta say, man, I was driving over the Williamsburg Bridge in a rented like U-Haul, and everyone was honking at me, and I thought it was because I was going too slow. Um, Because I had to drive all this equipment into New York. And uh, it was one of those big U-Haul trucks with the roll-up back, you know. Oh, yeah. Uh, And then when I parked, I realized it was because the back of the truck was wide open. And there were kegs sitting on the edge. uh, Mm. I was going over the he way. they like, remember, he like.
1: <laughs>
4: I'm going as fast as I can
1: go. I was someone. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my God.
0: Good thing you was wasn't back. going too fast, though. So you felt right. like you were going slow. Good thing. Yeah. <laughs> so
4: that, that was why I threw 52 beer festivals, is because mm-hmm. uh, at the time, it was the way, well, it started out, as a way to support the business right. mm-hmm. uh, so we could keep the magazine running. And then at some point it kind of developed a life of its own. And then at mm-hmm. some point too, the magazine, uh, digital, we call it a magazine, but we never published in print. Right. It's all free right. online. Um, that developed. We, then we got the audience at some point that we could start selling advertising to mm-hmm. um, and we started doing merch. And then um, the fourth piece of the puzzle was we had thrown a festival in Pittsburgh and I got a phone call or it was an email actually a week later, um, from this dude and he said he worked for the pro football hall of fame in Canton, Ohio. And he had been at our festival and had just had an absolute blast nice. and asked us if we would, um, consult for the pro football hall of fame on a beer festival. Nice. Uh, and so that's how uh, I ended up throwing the Pro Football Hall of Fame's craft beer festival um, in Ohio. That was a big one. That was like three thousand people. Oh, yeah. um, we had one brewery from every NFL market. Oh, nice! Uh, Triple nice. Animals was our uh, Miami brewery. Cheating a mm-hmm. little. <laughs> <laughs> close, close enough. Uh, yeah. That was the so first was it just was it straight
1: world. just thirty two breweries, or were there more than the thirty two?
4: More than the thirty-two, I think there were fifty. We got eighteen from Ohio, just like to support the local,
2: right? right. Drinks,
4: and then we had, uh, yeah, the others from one from each NFL market. That's cool. That's nice. Now, do you guys still
3: do beer festivals or or
4: no? No, COVID really put a stop to that. Okay. Um, So yeah, we did. um, I've done three digital festivals where like we send you a box of 12 beers to your house and then we do a whole day of like, like stuff like this, um, mm-hmm. where we do tastings and sometimes a lot of brewers talk or give us a tour of the brewery. Um, we did that during COVID it's, it's a blast. It was super fun putting together, but it's just not the same. Right. Uh, right. Yeah. So we're taking a little break and hopefully getting back to in-person stuff. Maybe next year. We'll see.
0: Yeah. Right. But you've, but you've also sponsored beer fest as well, correct?
4: As hop culture?
0: Yeah. Oh, it has just so. been just hop culture is when it's is it always called Juicy brews, or is it always called Yeah, yeah
4: so oh, so we've done a couple different iterations. The majority are called Juicy Brews. We did a Halloween themed one in Boston called Spooky Brews. Um and then uh <laughs> Grace actually, who I mentioned earlier, the managing editor, partnership or head of sales turned managing editor. Um we all she was graduating from NYU and we went down to see her give her thesis presentation Um, and it was about a whole week of events in New York City um, all focused on women in the beer industry Mm. and uh, she finished that presentation and I was like that was awesome like do you want to like do that, and she's like, "Yeah, that's why I wrote an entire." <laughs> <podcast>. <laughs>
2: um,
4: and so we did that. That was in 2018. We had our first Beers Without Beards festival, um, and it
3: Beers Without Beards. Oh, that's
0: that's it. what I'm thinking about. So that is actually still <laughs> part of. That's not a sponsorship. You're actually still part of.
4: Yeah, um, that's our. That's uh, us. Okay,
0: yeah, gotcha. Yeah. All right, that's, that's, that's
4: that yellow poster uh, okay. behind me. Um, mm. Yeah, so that that was that festival and it, it was the same concept, right? We wanted to connect drinkers with the people that made the beer, except with this one, we were specifically focused on uh, female owned or female brewers. Um, and so we did, we've done that six years now, I think. Mm-hmm. And then um, last year, Grace, uh, Grace is queer. And she said to me, you know, um as a queer woman in the beer industry, I think it's been really cool to create a space where women feel like they, they belong in the beer industry. I think we've, we've done really good work there, and we're seeing more people interested. And, and, you know, that push toward inclusivity in craft beer, I think, is a, is a strong one and a really good one. Mm-hmm. Um, and she said, um, you know, I would love to do this for kind of this other like we've seen the effect that this event has had, I want to do this now for for queer brewers um, and, and queer on breweries. And so, last year we we yeah, last year we did queer beer in uh, D.C. Okay. and that was awesome. That all right. was a party. All right. It was cool. All right.
0: So, so 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 it is. It's all the, it's still under the whole umbrella of uh, yeah, pop culture. culture. All right. Because so, yeah. I thought I saw yeah. the, I saw pop culture and these beer fest, but now now it makes sense that they're still right. all started saying... Same yeah. house. They're all in the same house. It's not an outside entity. Um, right. It's still right, right. all family. Yeah. Gotcha. All right. It's a
4: lot. It's not like what Day is doing, I think, which is so cool, right? It's like part networking event, part party, part... Right. Uh, just allowing people to connect.
0: Right. Um, yeah. I think
4: that's a beautiful thing. So Yeah, definitely. Right. Right. Um, um,
0: before we, uh, before we get, get, get out here, I do want... Because I am curious to know you being a fiction writer, because I... I I'm not a, I do read, but I am curious to know what The Castle of a Thousand Doors is all about.
4: Oh, oh yeah. I'll tell you about A Castle of a Thousand Doors. So, um, yeah, like I said, I've, I've always wanted to be a fiction writer. And uh, let's see, I'm 32 now. So I feel like at 22, maybe a decade ago, it wasn't so reasonable, but I've spent the last 10 years just practicing and, and doing it. And, um,
1: Does a fiction writer have to hone their skills?
4: Is there like a a threshold, a level that you have to cross? Yeah, there's, I think there's a honing process for sure. You got to find your voice, right? Mm, Just like any artist, right? You got to find your voice. Um, It's funny when you think about it because a lot of musicians and uh, like they're better maybe when they're younger. Like most of the musicians you see that schedule maybe requires you right. like travel around like most of the musicians I can think of, maybe it's cause I'm in my thirties, but they're like in their, the famous ones right now are in their, their twenties, thirties, maybe. Um, mm. I feel like most musicians get famous when they're young right. and then ride that out, you know, through to mm. old age. Whereas I think most of the writers I know are all older. Um, I I don't know if it's a practice thing, Lou, or like an experience thing. Um, Maybe you just have to have gone through some shit, so you got something to say. Yeah, that's
3: what I was going to say. Maybe it's just the the process of, like, just growing, and now you're like, all right, I'm ready. Here we go. Before we get – I like
0: to make a song and to write, sit down and write a novel. It's like something – Maybe the attention span is just you just have more of the, <laughs> the attention span. Yeah. To sit down and. I,
1: I definitely agree. I definitely agree. Uh-huh. Like most of the most of the famous uh, music musicians we know, we've known them since they were like in their twenties, except Bill in their Withers. teens.
0: Except Bill Withers, he started
1: when he was forty or something like that. Yeah, yeah. He but like he is so rare. Right. Yeah, he but is, that's rare. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I was gonna how, say. That's how many. Happens. Like I never even thought about that. Like how many movie stars or, or uh, musicians got their start in their mid to late thirties or, or older. Right. It usually doesn't it usually doesn't happen. But your but the writers, this is sure? 70 year old I mean, writer Freeman, here I hear that's Morgan Freeman was hundred years old when he got started. <laughs> when he was seventeen. But Morgan Freeman was eighty-seven when he was seventeen. So Actually, he started start on right. the electric company.
0: I just watched the clip of the episode the other he day. Started he started there. That was his first. That was like one of his big things, uh-huh. and he's still kind of old. He was old
1: day. Day. Yeah, he, he, it was, It's a picture of him when he's like in high school. His high school, a high school picture. He's like, yo, he looked like he about thirty one <laughs> right now. Yeah. He looks yeah. older than Ken did right now.
0: that yeah. right. well, threw off, I threw off
4: the off what the the book was about. I'm sorry. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's funny. Um, so. Yeah, this is this book is about. Um, so it's fiction; it's fantasy fiction, and uh, it's about an athlete. Um, he's a famous athlete, living a good life, and then uh, he is accused of treason, and he is sentenced to. Uh, yeah, a big crime. Um, he lives in a in a, you know, different world, uh, and he's sentenced to something called the hunt where uh, instead of just going to prison, uh, he gets thrown into a dungeon, and this dungeon has ten levels. And if he reaches the bottom, uh, the tenth level, he goes free. But uh, for as long as the hunt has been going on, no one has ever gone free. So uh, it's about him. Um, It's a series, so he doesn't get through all ten levels in the first book. It's not a spoiler, but uh, it's a series, so you probably could have figured that. Um, but yeah, the first one just came out on Tuesday. And uh, it's been crazy. I've moved almost 3,000 copies so far. Yeah. Man,
1: which that's is
4: awesome. Yeah. Yeah.
0: because it, it has like the maze, the 100 games. Uh, multi, right, multi-universe sounds right. like yeah. multi-universe yeah.
3: in there. Multi-universe, yeah, Running yeah, Man yeah. is going on. Tron is, is available <laughs> yeah, yeah, in there. Yeah, yeah,
1: So, so like you said, it took you ten years outside of college to get to this point where you can publish your first novel, but yeah. it's a series. So, how long has this vision been in your been in your head? How long have because you you said you wanted to do this since you were a child? Oh, like, yeah. is this has this book been in your head that long, or is this something that's come about? kind of recently.
4: So uh, this book has come around recently. This book took around three months to write and another three months to do. There's like a process of editing and, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, all that. So um, this book has been around relatively recently, but uh, I, yesterday, or yeah, I mapped out the other day, like all the books I want to write. And I got to like, 25 and i stopped and they're (laughs) all they're all set in the same the same world and that world has been built in since i was Mm, okay when i decided i wanted to be a a fiction writer
1: so uh, but i got is this the world is this the universe now the first book that you got yes
4: there's other stories with other characters that are Mm -hmm. set um, in, in that other, same world, yeah, yeah, but now, like other parts of it. So wow. See now, that's I have indeed. so many other
0: more questions. So I'm not <laughs> yeah, gonna, <laughs> yeah. Well, just I, as, just as an is, author, because I'm curious. Like, how do you sit down and say, you know what? This is a. How do you know it's like a, a trilogy or a series? Like, how do or you, that's where yeah, to start? yeah, yeah, like
3: right,
1: yeah. Right. Right. I'm in the book right here. I'm a cliffhanger right
3: here. Like <laughs> what
4: the? Well, book two will start two years later? like yeah. <laughs> This one, there's a there's a cool fiction book like um, for people who want to learn to write fiction, there's a cool book and I can't remember anything from the book, but the title has always stuck with me and it's called alone with all that could happen. Mm. And I think that's a real good way of like potentially, you know, describing fiction, right? Like, you're alone, and anything could happen. So yeah, how do you? Make that's it?
3: a good way of describing life. That's yeah, uh, right. it's like that's honing, your <laughs> yeah, <laughs> honing your imagination. Yeah, honing your imagination.
4: something. But um, <laughs> there's a, oh, another NYU guy, uh, professor who passed away fairly recently, is a writing professor there and an author named E.L. Doctorow, and he has some quote that I really like, and it's like writing fiction. I'm gonna butcher it, but I think you'll get the gist. It's like writing fiction is like driving down a highway through the fog with only one headlight working in that um, you can see just in front of you, but you can make the whole journey that way. Right. Um, okay. So you just need to be able to see like what's in front of you, and you get there, and then you see what the next thing is, and you get right. there. Mm-hmm. And I mm-hmm. think, you know, I know the rough structure. Like, I know because there's ten levels of this dungeon mm-hmm. that this series is probably going to be, you know, eight to ten books, right, like mm-hmm. one per level or so. Um, if I if I bring it, let to me people.
3: find out. You just wrote the new Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> right on the show,
4: everybody finds out. You
0: know? uh, we can we can replay this clip. Hey, we
1: when he was first
0: dropping that book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It came
1: out too It dropped on Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> uh, That'd be cool. I'll fly
0: that. you
4: guys out to my uh, Scottish castle, and we can. All oh soon. man, <laughs> I can't wait! I can't wait. It's gonna be in Scottish.
0: Hey, this, I mean, they sound like. Um, Movie um, rights is coming too, and I see. I see hey, oh, yeah, all right.
1: video <laughs> games a video game too, right? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's ten tall. levels. What, that's not what. That's, that what, ath- what kind of athlete was this? This your uh, <sighs> your, your your star?
4: I made up or, a or,
1: I made Okay, no, not, even, right
4: even up. more to the Harry Potter. That's right. I leaned yeah. into that. light ball. Light,
1: light ball. It's called light Lightball Light, light ball.
3: ball. Light ball. Light ball. Okay. Yeah.
1: Light ball, like L I T. I, I don't.
3: I don't want to ask how you play light ball.
1: <laughs> yeah, nah. I'm gonna I'm read the book. I gotta yeah. read it. Yeah, I yeah. have a question. I, I don't a read. Question. Is it I'm all? I was about to say I'm not a reader. Yeah. That's my question too. So, who? Who's the what? voiceover guy for this? Do you need one? Is,
4: it's would so you like one? Yeah. You know one. You who? You got? Rob.
1: Lewis.
3: <laughs> Rob.
4: Rob. you do you audio? Know? Like uh Yeah, of
1: course we do.
3: Everybody always say Rob should do audio, but people say <laughs> I look, should I do voiceovers.
1: To. I want I to, to, but I don't have a voice for it. People it's, say I, I don't have a voice for anything. So, so it's
4: it's like between five hundred and a thousand dollars per recorded hour of audio. Oh you're uh, book bu- we're booked. Book Kenny. Or, yeah. We're booked. No, that's a, I'm that's saying a, it's it's wicked expensive
1: to make that an is audio. Absolutely. Uh, and so, I need the audiobook so bad. Yeah, like no. I feel like that should be a part of the deal. Like you make one in print or on <laughs> digital and you, you do
4: the voiceover. So I'm working wild.
3: on it. I'm working on it. Oh,
4: shit. Yeah, well, it's ten thousand words roughly for an hour. And the book's eighty thousand words. So it's between okay. like and that's before you finish it. Then you gotta right. hire an engineer. Right. It. Yeah. So it's it's between like five and twelve grand to do an audio book. Oh, no. um, huh. Which yeah, and you have a lot of money to just sell. like, can you? Can, is it worth it's a I whole hold. lot of money? Because
3: now my question, like, if you, I'm, I don't know if you have the answer or not, but like, is that worth it? Like, is is it like? Do a lot of people listen to books more than they read them? Well, so here's,
4: here's what I'm thinking. I, I need everybody listening. To buy a copy of this book, so then I can afford to to start an audio book.
3: You know yeah, absolutely right. There you I know, go. Hire yeah. yeah.
4: the, the protagonist. On Amazon. There you go. Everybody kind listening,
0: cool. going on there, going there and get. That but um,
4: I'd love yes. to do an audio book, but it's just mm-hmm. expensive. I will. Yeah. I'll do. I will do it. Um, I think they say that the the best way to promote your book is to write a second book, uh, and I think once we get people mm-hmm. invested in the series and and really get some readers, I think it'll become a lot more viable for me to do an audio book. Right. Now, were, or, now were you a yeah.
0: short story guy, too? Did you, do a lot of, like, did you write a lot of short stories or no?
4: I was never really a short story guy. Huh. I was like, I can do articles, and I can do mm-hmm. novels. Uh, yeah, not <laughs> in the middle.
1: No, not, not in the middle man.
4: <laughs> yeah. You're always taking the middle man out. You have to have a lot of it's weird it's counterintuitive i think you have to have more patience for a short story huh, than for man. a novel
3: huh. I, I would i would think so too because it's a lot like that you got to put in that right that short story it, you like really, you like, have to shrink like, it down yeah. to that little yeah. bit of time
1: i'm not that patient. i, I want to go back down to uh, young kenny uh in the not in the fiction realm what what books were you reading back then that that sparked your interest in in the genre Oh you said and you said you were 17 when you decided you wanted to be a, f- a fiction writer? What yeah, book did you put down that start there? What book did you put down that day? I was like, you know what, goddamn it? I'm writing books.
4: The Golden Compass. Mm. I don't know if you ever read that. I really like that. They made a terrible movie. seen a movie.
1: movie. Isn't that a I, movie? Yeah. movie.
4: but uh I really liked that book. I read that. The Phantom Tollbooth. You ever read that as a kid? Phantom Tollbooth. Mm. No, I never I, heard I read it. I have that on my shelf right here um i really like that you know my best friend from middle school saw that the book came out and i haven't heard from him in a couple of years but he texted me the other day and was like man i remember in middle school you wanted to be a writer <laughs> nice. and i was
2: like
4: i don't remember that but i that'd be cool like if it, if it yeah. went back that far, 17 mm-hmm. is when i can remember being like i'm actually going to do it mm, that was, yeah. I was the first like one but uh yeah I don't know. That's cool. I've been reading a lot. There's a lot of, um, I think fantasy especially is going through the same movement that like beer is going through, where it's like more people are coming to the table. You know, previously it's just been a lot of old white dudes writing fantasy, <laughs> and now it's kind of opening up and we're getting different stories that are being told. So uh, yeah. one of my favorites, I feel like the best trilogy, all three of them are Jess. Lights Out um, is by N.K. Jemisin. It's called The Broken Earth Trilogy. Um, the, the first one's called The Fifth Season, and it's just like uh, lights out. It's so good. And everybody thinks so because it won like all the major – two of the three books won all the major awards. Oh, yes. uh, she almost won three for three. But uh, that's some of the best writing I've read uh, okay. recently. So uh, i checked check that out. All right.
0: Uh, that's what's up. Nice. Uh any more questions yeah. for uh the man to myth the man to myth the legend, uh, Kenny
3: G. Yeah, you like, said you like, ain't yeah. have a lot, man. You you <laughs> like a Jeez. Renaissance man.
1: Like, I ain't even gonna bring up the fact that you was doing uh commentating uh baseball and basketball oh, right and on the side. <laughs> <laughs> and You just threw that in there. We can talk about that on a separate podcast. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> like doing that. All right. Of Shoot. course you did. You like doing everything that you do, Kenny. I do yeah. it all. What's up. Uh, so we want
0: to thank uh, Kenny G for coming <laughs> on the podcast. I Kenny G oh, is a man. Yeah, thank you very much. <laughs> what
1: does he not do? All right. <laughs> right. Before we get out of here,
0: we always like to know how people can find you. Obviously, do you want them to find the book as well? Like, how can they find you uh, and everything that you're doing and everything? Because I know uh, you got the, the www dot uh, uh, websites and all that stuff so how can they find all about Kenny and what you're doing and all your projects
1: whistles.
4: Uh, I appreciate that uh, I'm on Instagram at Um it's like pop culture but with an H because it's beer Popcultureken. Uh, <laughs> and uh, let's see I got a website KennyGould.com I got an email newsletter that goes out like every two weeks or so just letting people know what I'm up to um, that's a good, good thing to hop on and then the book is called The Castle of a Thousand Doors. Um, You'll see a a big metal bird on the front. Um, That's how you know it's it's the right one. It's also by me, Kenny Gould. Um, So check it out. Let me know what you think. Um, It's my my first one, so I'm I'm stoked to get it out finally. Uh, It's been... Yeah, fifteen years in the making. So.
0: All right, and, and is, it, <laughs> is it self-published or did, is the publisher like?
4: Yeah, I start, well, I started an imprint. I started a uh, publishing. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, doing yeah. that? I'm gonna do it
1: myself.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't need no
4: help. All that <laughs> money's
3: mine.
4: <laughs> uh, so I I, figured, I built a company uh, from scratch, and and maybe it's well, it's definitely. Um, I don't know. Maybe overconfident, but I was like, I'm going to advertise my own book better than like someone in some building in New York city.
3: (laughs) You're probably right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, All right.
1: And And it's the same, it's the same thing. You was at the the beer fest. You want the brewers. You don't want nobody that's hired to pour the beer. You want somebody that knows about the beer. You want somebody that knows about your book that can advertise and market the book. That makes sense. But are you doing a book
4: tour? So I, I was thinking it'd be real cool to do, like, a brewery book tour. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Right. Why absolutely.
1: Not? Yeah, why not?
4: Better than beer. And uh, I've been lucky enough to meet a lot of really cool people Great. over the last couple of years. So I think at some point um, that's in the cards. Okay. Uh, I might come out with the second one first just so people have some, a little more to chew on. Okay. But uh, mm-hmm. that'll be out this summer. we got the oh. second one. Coming. So wow. This, right. like, nice. Yeah,
1: you so. just you just moving right along with this right, series.
4: <laughs> George R R Martin can't get 7 out. You about to have 10 out in a year. <laughs> I, I, he's inspiring I, I don't want to wind up in that situation.
1: <laughs> Absolutely not.
4: You would have not let
1: somebody buy? Don't let nobody buy the rights. You don't want to be You don't want to be it. like that. Like that was not the end. That is not how it was supposed to
2: end.
1: That was <laughs> <laughs> so trash. Why would you do this? It's trash, it's just trash. Uh, uh, <laughs> they had ten seasons. They had ten seasons for you. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. George makes me mad. Uh, all right, Lou. Uh, my name is Lou Belgium. I'm on them Instagrams. Follow me. <laughs>
3: Uh, yo, yo! You ever know who <laughs> say Instums? Yeah, <laughs> I in <laughs> That's a <laughs> You can find me on Instagram. <laughs> nah,
1: you be on Instums too.
3: <laughs> at il three zero two y in on Facebook. Same thing.
1: All right, <laughs>
0: and you can find Bruising Banter podcast on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Bruising Banter podcast, even TikTok. At Bruising Banter podcast, even though eh, it's like a desert, <laughs>
3: it's like a desert over there. <laughs> well, yeah, if you want to follow, it. we got we'll we we'll we we'll we'll, we'll put some water on it. That's right. Some uh, you <laughs> can month. Right. it by the end of the month? Sure. Yeah, yeah.
0: You can go to yeah. www.bruisingbanter.com as well if you want to pick up the merch or follow up. Follow all the platforms that we're on as well. Uh, you can also check this out on YouTube and Facebook. Remember to smash that like button. Uh, hit smash the it. notification mm-hmm. to get notified when you. Uh, I want to follow what we're doing, uh, rate and review. That's always helpful. Always helpful to rate and review on the podcast. If you want to rate, review, make sure you do that. Uh, that helps out the podcast as well. If you want to follow me, Rob G. Rob, stay bruising. There it is. Bing, 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 bing. What mean?
3: I roll my eyes every time. I can't help it. Yo, he put the butter in it. He did add a little little, 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 little spice (laughs) on it. That's new. Uh, (laughs) He was typing it it faster. He was one finger at first. (laughs) (laughs) Then he said, You know what? I know how to type.
1: Uh, I'm 80 <laughs> words a minute. Yeah.
0: Uh, I don't know what I am now. I used to be pretty good. Now i price trash. Um, once again, we want to thank uh, Kenny for coming on for episode yes 202 sir. of Bruce and Vander Podcast. Yo, yeah. we do. Thank, thank you. Appreciate you, sir. Remember to go get that book. Get that uh, book. Help uh, support his, his work. And hey, you got uh, nine more to go. <laughs> At least nine more to go. Or uh, you yeah. said eight or nine on that, how...
1: at least 24. He said 25 yeah, and books and a, yeah, just yeah. a series,
0: yeah. So it's like, it's like that. 24 it's more like the, In the, the it's in like the, the universe. So I'm like the Marvel Universe, he, he uh, the CM, right. the Marvel Universe type of thing. He can I, uh, I concoct up. I like, so that. I up. like um,
1: it. find out what this light ball's is all about. There it is.
0: He always like it's like he's about to say something about it, just. Died
1: or oh. some light bulbs? <laughs> some no, no, <laughs> they're like how? No, how the name of the game is light bulb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and,
4: light bulbs. I was like, nah. People know what light bulbs are. <laughs> <laughs> They've been around a long time, <laughs> <laughs>
1: longer than all of us.
0: <laughs> uh, until next time, this has been episode two hundred two. Until next time,
1: have a good week, everyone. Peace. Bye.
3: Yeah. <laughs>
0: They're going race, woman, race, woman, all day long, baby. It's been to Black right. Beatles thing. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, you right, you right. <laughs>